right, hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the TV Sports Podcast Network special episode. We got the NCAA football roundtable here, a special group of guys here at the Tunnel Vision Sports team talking some football, uh, giving you an update as of week six in the college football world. Uh, excited to get going on it with some huge questions, stuff on our minds. Uh, surrounding college football and all of the best teams this year uh introduce you to our participants uh the other half of the dylan and dylan show dylan holt is with me today dylan how are you doing today howdy um i i'm doing great in terms of football uh other sports don't worry about it but college football specifically fantastic my tennessee volunteers look good my my alma mater murray state got a big win last week our our buddy preston rice played really well so football Fantastic, 10 out of 10. Excited to talk good old round ball, the college edition of it. Awesome stuff there. We've also got Colby Marcio with us today, multiple-time guest on the Dylan and Dylan Show. Colby, how are you doing today? Good. I'm not here to take your job like a few weeks ago, so don't worry about that. I I was more than happy to have you step in. I was uh, more sicker than anyone would know, so I was more than happy to have you step in I needed it more than you know. So thank you for that. Uh, happy to have you on today. Uh, last but not least, we've got our man Steve Samick here today joining us to talk some football with us. Steve, how are you doing today, man? Doing well, thanks. Uh, like I said, first time on the show, so I kind of make my debut here with Tunnel Vision and the podcasting thing. So it's good to be on tonight and excited to talk some football. Excited to have you. Excited to get going. We're going to get right into it, guys, because we got a lot to talk about tonight, uh, a lot to talk about in college football worlds. Uh, firstly, uh, just gonna, we're going to go in general talking about the season thus far. I want to get your guys' initial reactions to the season so far, some of your biggest surprises, reactions to maybe your favorite teams that, are going, that have, uh, have been going on so far, uh, and whatever, you, uh, whatever comes to mind when you, when you think about the season thus far. Uh, I'll throw it to Dylan first. Uh, what's your been reaction to the season thus far up to week six? So the people we thought were good aren't all good. Like we thought Clemson was going to be awesome. Thought Ohio State was going to be awesome. It doesn't necessarily look that way so far. But Georgia, awesome. Alabama, awesome. That was kind of – everybody expected that. And, hey, the, those big boys came to play, uh, which is cool. They uh, Georgia's defense looks crazy. Alabama can do no wrong. I – honestly think you could put them on an NFL field and they would hold their own. They might not win a bunch of games, but they hold their own, which is impressive enough. Um, my my first thought of college football obviously goes to my Tennessee Volunteers. I thought Joe Milton was going to be the savior of the orange and white. Very much has not, but that's okay because Hendon Hooker has become the starter, transfer from Virginia Tech, and Hendon Hooker has looked pretty good so far. So uh, it's been fun watching him. Uh, Bryce Young for Alabama has been a lot of fun to watch. Spencer Rattler, uh, has been a surprise, hasn't really impressed so far. Um, but yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the college football world, and it's been fun. A lot of a lot of fun to watch. I just love when college football is popping off and we're having fun watching uh, people throw on the pigskin on college campuses. Yep, agree with all that there. I'll, I'll throw it to you, Colby. What's been your reactions of the season thus far? Uh, I really hate that Mr. Holt basically said everything I was going to say. So let me just say it with maybe a little bit more juice. (laughs) Um, Like he said, Spencer Rattler has not been what he has been hyped up about. He doesn't look good. 
He doesn't look like a Heisman candidate. He he looks like he should stay another year in college, which hopefully he does because he's going to be pretty bad in the pros if he goes pro. But OU is not good. I, I, I will say it once. I've said it once. I'll say it 100,000 more times. I hate the AP poll. The AP poll does not know what they're doing. They've never known what they're doing. Ohio or Oklahoma, Oklahoma should not be, what are they, six still? They should not be number six. They have yet to beat anyone by more than eight points since they played WCU. Yeah, we all know that team. Powerhouse program. Um, Don't disrespect Western Carolina. I believe they're the Bulldogs. The purple and, purple and gold. I believe so. Uh, a, a positive surprise? Kentucky. Like, let's go. I, I love seeing new teams. I The thing about this season with college football is there's not a lot of great teams, like like we said, Georgia, Alabama, but there are a lot of new good teams that are not powerhouses. But, like, hey, it's good to see that your program's turning around, like Kentucky, who's been gradually coming up the last few years. But they beat Florida last week. Hell of a game. Absolutely. Uh, Kentucky has been one of those dark horse teams that uh, is making waves in the SEC this year. Uh, excited to see that. Uh, agree with everything you got there. Steve, what's your been, what's just been your general reaction to the season this far? Well, I think so far this season, um, I think, and maybe we'll get to this probably later on in the discussion. The big thing is, of course, uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats and their meteoric rise up the top 10, you know, in the really, really prime position where they could make a run to get into the college football playoffs. But again, you know, maybe we'll discuss it later on, is do they have enough of a quality schedule and enough quality wins, even with their recent win over Notre Dame? Like, that's huge. That is definitely a statement win. And if you're one of these conferences that aren't, inside the top four, top five conferences, you need big wins or your resume isn't going to be enough, even if you go undefeated, to get into the college football playoffs. So unless they decide to extend the field, which, I mean, you could go on for hours and hours and hours about, you know, extending the field. But really, Cincinnati's definitely surprised me. Have some hype going. But the question is, and like I said, we'll maybe touch on this more later, are they for real and is it going to be enough should, you know, they go undefeated even in a weaker conference to be the first non power five team into the college football playoffs. Um, And then also jumping off of the Tennessee point though, Pitt did beat Tennessee. And I think that's a quality win. I would not (laughs) believe the Pitt hype at four and one. I mean, they lost to central Michigan and that was a bad loss. And I seriously think that Pitt, you know, has a tendency to, they lose a lot of bad games. They may surprise you once in a while, win a couple good games, get some upsets going, but they are notorious for losing bad games. And I have a hunch that their ACC division title hopes are going to be dashed fairly soon. So don't really believe their offensive hype. I mean, they scored 77, but they played New Hampshire. So, you know, that would have been really bad if they didn't. So definitely don't buy into the pit hype. Good, great stuff there. I did not expect my alma mater, Central Michigan, to be referenced in this discussion, but I love it 
all the same. Uh, you touched on it with Cincinnati. Uh, could be the first group of five team to make the playoff. Uh, I suppose we'll just jump into it right now. Do you guys? What do you guys think about Cincinnati's chances to make the playoff after beating Notre Dame last week? Uh, Oregon's loss also playing into that. And do you think there's any other group of five teams uh, that could be uh, on the verge of competing for that playoff spot? Uh, I'll start with Colby this time. What do you think about Cincinnati uh, and the group of five teams? Um, like you said, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame this past week, and I, I don't think that's impressive enough to put them in the playoffs. I don't think Notre Dame deserves the hype that they're getting. They're not that great. They beat Wisconsin, whose quarterback can't even throw, can't even score. That offense is terrible, the Wisconsin. I, I like Cincinnati. I really do, but I don't think – they're obviously here, let me rephrase that. They're gonna get in most likely because of how weak their schedule is going forward. There's nobody ranked, there's nobody that's gonna be ranked. They're gonna easily make their way into say the top five, or what are they at right now? They're like whatever, they're top ten, that's all that matters. But they'll make their way, they'll probably ease in to the four spot and then get murdered first round. But there's there's nothing special about them. They've struggled. They struggled against Indiana. They didn't look great. I don't. I don't think they're legit. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't think they're legit. Yeah, I think that's a good point to make too. It's like you know, it does seem like they kind of are destined to make it at this point right now. But is you know, do they really deserve it? Because you know, a lot of the playoffs. It's a tough is... year to say who deserves what because of the talent that's out there right now. But is the talent good enough to say they're like Georgia? They're like Alabama? And I think, personally, not to go off topic, I think adding in more people to this playoff is would be terrible. But they did almost beat Georgia last year. They played in the Peach Bowl. That, last I wanted them to win so bad. They should have won that game. Yeah, they almost did. I thought they were going to at the, at one point. Um, we'll throw it to Steve. You talked about Cincinnati. You brought up Cincinnati. What do you think about their chances? Uh, any other power five or group of five teams that you think have a chance of, of competing for a playoff spot this year? Well, as I said, Cincinnati does have one solid win against Notre Dame, and it was at Notre Dame, I do believe. So yep. that's definitely a tip of their cap, feather in their cap, towards you know building up the resume. Though I think one of the, kind of a couple of different important things that I think the committee looks at when they're deciding who gets into the college football playoffs, number one, how many losses do you have? Number two, who did you lose to? And then number three, you know, how many wins do you have and what are the quality of your wins? And then another big thing, but I don't necessarily think it's so much like the difference maker is, did you win a conference championship? And right now, you know, Cincinnati is undefeated and they're on track to pretty much go undefeated. And that means they should probably win their conference and the conference title game. So they're in pretty much good shape in checking most of those boxes. Um, they do have, I mean, Indiana, you know, you can say maybe it's a decent win, but if they did struggle a little bit, maybe it's like, you know, double check because, you know, Indiana's kind of been popping in and out of the rankings a little bit. So, but it's like you beat a big 10 team. It's not necessarily like, you know, a bottom feeder, you know, it's an okay big 10 team. You know, you beat Notre Dame at their place, still that solid win. But then what else did you do? 
And I think unless you get a lot of help, you know, like if they go the route of, okay, Alabama and Georgia are both good, but we don't want to bring two teams from the SEC in. So, you know, sorry, one of them's going to have to go out. You know, if Oklahoma's not, you know, legit enough because they don't beat enough people either, then, you know, maybe Cincinnati could slip in there. Or conversely, if you have something play out in one of the major conferences where you're looking at a two-loss champion or even, you know, God forbid, a three-loss champion, you know, that could very well happen in, like, you know, the SEC where they just beat each other up on a week-by-week basis. You know, the Pac-12, you know, maybe Oregon wins but loses a couple games on the way. You know, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State, they're getting ready for that gauntlet. And it's, you know, depending on what plays out there, you know, somebody may be coming out of that division with a pair of losses, but they could still win the Big East title game, or not the Big East title, Big Ten title game, and clinch a spot in the playoffs. So, really, if you're Cincinnati, your best bet is you're in position to take care of business. All you can really do, win out, go undefeated, win the American, and hope that somewhere along the line you get some help with a lot of these major Power Five teams losing, you know, in order to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I agree with a lot of the things you're saying there. I think, uh, you know, a big part of it is going to be the Pac-12 and how the how the Pac-12 and the ACC play out now. With Oregon losing and with Clemson taking two losses, uh, you, you got to – really the big boys in those conferences taking losses early. It's kind of opening the door for Cincinnati to, to make their case. Uh, I'll throw it to Dylan Holt. We just did talk about it on the podcast, but what do you think about Cincinnati uh, and any other teams that you think might be making the, the, the playoff uh, run here uh, out of a group of five conference? So when we had talked about it on the Dylan and Dylan show, uh, go check that out if you haven't already. Um, I, in my head, I convinced myself that Oklahoma already had a loss. They do not. So that kind of changes my opinion. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, I, I, they haven't been great. I kind of – I don't know in my head I thought they had a loss. They do not. Um, I So that in my head, I was like, oh, well, Oklahoma Big 12 probably eliminated. They're not. But uh, getting to my real point with Cincinnati and these group of five teams, um, I think Cincinnati is good enough because I the more I think about it, I got to watch Cincinnati – a couple of weeks ago, play against Murray State, my alma mater. Got to see our boy Preston Rice go out there and play at Nipper Stadium. And I thought Cincinnati played really bad. I was not impressed. But then the more I think about it, they won that game by like six scores, which is crazy impressive for a team that was up or it was tied at halftime. And then they ended up winning by like six scores. So that's really impressive, even if it was against Murray State. Um, and then winning at Notre Dame, that's obviously super impressive. I, I think – uh, and I'm echoing a lot of what uh, you guys have said, the, these bigger conferences that are going to eat each other alive, uh, the Big Ten, I mean, this weekend, Iowa and Penn State, someone's going to lose that game. And then you've got teams like Michigan and Ohio State that are good in the Big Ten. Uh, the SEC, you've got Kentucky, you've got uh, Alabama and Georgia are undefeated. One of those teams at least is going to lose. They have to. Um, or two of them will lose because Kentucky and Georgia play and then uh, – they'll play Alabama more than likely in the SEC championship, whichever one. And all depends on how the table runs out. But um, I think Cincinnati's got a real good shot with how everything's playing out. BYU's another team to watch. Uh, they're undefeated. They, they've they got a favorable schedule. Uh, but I think the committee, the way they'll look at it, 
Cincinnati's definitely the sexier choice. Uh, Desmond Ritter, uh, Luke Fickle going to the Big 12 next year, which BYU is too. Uh, but I, I think Cincinnati's definitely the sexy choice, and they're they're definitely it's hard to sleep on them. Uh, the Bearcats are pretty pretty good. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how all of it plays out. If you have two or three conference champions with one loss, and you've got BYU and Cincinnati sitting there with no losses at the end of the year, it, it's you know, the, I I think Cincinnati is the easier pick between the two of them, but it's going to be tough to t- keep either of them out if they're undefeated. And there's you know, you're looking at a one loss Oregon team, a two loss uh, Ohio State team trying to to bump them out of there. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. Um, uh, we'll move on now uh, to uh, a couple teams uh, that have struggled out of the gate. We'll start with the team that struggled the most in Clemson, taking two losses already. Uh, one to Georgia, uh, a little bit better of a loss, and then uh, losing to NC State in overtime, basically ending their playoff chances, uh, taking them out of the ACC hunt. Uh, my question for you guys, we'll start with Steve. Uh, is Clemson on the way down? Is this the end of the Clemson dynasty, or is this an anomaly for the Tigers? Is this a, a one-off season, and do you expect Clemson to be a, back in the next couple of years? I'll throw it to Steve. What do you think? Okay. Well, honestly, I'm not necessarily saying that Clemson is, you know, out of it. They maybe have a really, really rough road to make it into the college football playoffs but I wouldn't necessarily eliminate them, you know, because, okay, Georgia, you're seeing one of the consensus, probably top two teams in the nation lost by a score. That's not really a bad loss. So, I mean, granted it's a hiccup, but it's not really a bad loss. And even the loss to NC state, isn't it really a terrible loss? And I think, you know, even if you have two, you have a fairly favorable schedule and you can still win your division. Like, any of you going to be really, really high on Wake Forest, even though they're sitting at 5-0 and and are undefeated? No. I don't really think that the Demon Deacons are going to be able to hold on to that, you know, couple-game lead. And even if, you know, Clemson does have two losses, they can still run that table in that division, sneak into the ACC championship on a roll, and they could, you know, very well win the ACC. But again, you know, two losses – that aren't even really that bad of losses, you know, maybe a little bit of an, you know, bad season or underachievement for a team that's used to going undefeated, you know, year in and year out, but it's like, they still have a chance. So I definitely think that, you know, don't give up hope yet if you are a Clemson Tiger fan, but they are definitely on thin ice probation and they really have to clean it up. Or this season is probably going to be a little bit of a, not as a successful one as they're used to down there. Yeah, and they've yet to be le- le- left out of the playoffs, uh, but also not not a lot of uh, success for two loss teams that have uh, tried to make the playoffs. Uh, we'll throw it to Dylan. What do you think about Clemson's season thus far? Do you think it's a, uh, an anomaly for Dabo and the Tigers, or do you think uh, they're on their way down? I think they're in trouble, I'll be honest. I This is the first uh, – First time they haven't had a NFL caliber quarterback in a little while. So they had all those years with Deshaun, and then they had Trevor Lawrence, who's one of the best prospects maybe ever, maybe since I don't know Peyton Manning out of the University of Tennessee. Um, I, I think uh, I think uh, Clemson. I think the problems it goes back to that quarterback position. I I'm not going to try to say DJ's last name because I'll butcher it, and I always will, but, There you go. 
thank you, Kobe. If I, if I need to say DJ's last name, I'll tag in Kobe. Uh, but I just – I remember when he played last year in the COVID-stricken year when Trevor Lawrence uh, couldn't play against Notre Dame. And I was just like, this guy doesn't have it. It's just – I you can't really explain it because he put together good games, but it's just like little things were missing. He didn't have the it factor that Deshaun Watson had, Trevor Lawrence had. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think the losses are concerning. Um, not, I don't know, not being able to stop that Georgia, uh, team. I, I, that's what really got me going. I was like, man, this is different because before it, it felt like Clemson, Clemson, Clemson teams in the past would have scored on that Georgia defense. I have full faith in that. And they didn't. Uh, so that's where the concern starts. They've had injuries pile up. Um, th- this might be an ugly year for Clemson and darn, um, that, that that really stinks. Uh, it's going to add some parity uh, to college football. And hey, don't sleep on the Demon Deacons. You never know what can happen. They're, yes. they're squeezing out wins. Yes. Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman from QB One on Netflix. He's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. The ACC is wild. That's the wild, wild west. I don't know what's going to happen there because North Carolina is so hyped up. That boy, oh boy, they're they're in the same boat as Clemson. I. I don't know. The ACC's wild. Clemson, no telling. Like, as Steve said, they could run the table from here on out, or they might not, and they could go six and six. I think either possibility is a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, Clemson, the Tigers, I don't know if it's the end of the dynasty, but it's 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 some road work for sure. Yeah, and the ACC, definitely a very interesting uh, conversation just because of what Clemson's done. Uh, Colby, I'll throw it to you. What do you think about the, the start for Clemson? Do you think they're in trouble right now, or you think this is just a, an anomaly couple of losses for them? Uh, I love this. I love this. Um, I would like to just start off by saying Mr. Dabo Sweeney gambled a little too hard on Mr. DJ Ugi Angalele because he thought he was getting Dante Culpepper and he got Nante No Pepper. He got nobody. He this man this man cannot play ACC the ACC football that he thought he could. Remember the video of him on the plane? He's like, you're gonna be throwing touchdowns down there. Guess what? He's throwing three picks and three touchdowns all year. This man is not good. Am I saying this is the end of Clemson? No, because it's Dabo Sweeney, and Dabo Sweeney is a very good recruiter. But I also don't like Dabo. Not a fan of Dabo because it's really annoying to see the number one ranked team in the country go, oh, doubting us. We're the underdogs. Please, Dabo, shut your mouth. Please respectfully zip the lip. Um, I do not think they have any chance whatsoever of doing anything the rest of the season. Two losses, you're not ranked. You're, I, oof. If they come back, they'll be 25th, 20, 25th, 20th ranked. I don't see them doing anything else. Sure, it's the ACC. You got how many good teams in that conference? None, really. Respectfully, none. Uh, NC State is a good team. They're a good team if you take out Clemson and that's it because that would be – Clemson is that conference. Um, can we quit – with the Demon Deacon slander? First of all, how could you slander a team with such a cool name? That is the coolest name ever. If you tell me it's not, you're out of your mind. That Demon Deacons? I will put money on them for no reason just because of the name. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Wake Forest is, I, I don't know. I, I 
there's something about the team. I think it's the colors. I, I think the black and the gold, yes. there's something about it. I just can't like get behind it. I, there's something off about the Demon Deacons. And I don't know when, what, I don't when know. they break out the old logo with the guy with the top hat and the pipe. <laughs> oh, buddy. I, they could beat Alabama with that, with that <laughs> uniform strategy. Mm, I, I like some Demon Deacon football. I don't know if it's because, like, is such a good name too. I think the the first thing that comes to my mind is still Tim Duncan, and it's not Chris Paul, and that just gets on my nerves. Uh, it's, I don't know. I like Wake Forest. I, I'm I'm gonna be pulling for him. I'm pulling for any team in the ACC other than Clemson. But uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. I, I got a Dylan Holt prediction that will surely not pan out well. Uh, Clemson plays Syracuse next Friday at Syracuse. I could see Syracuse winning that game. I have no doubt Syracuse could win that game. Is Syracuse home? Yeah, it's in. It's in at the dome. The, it's at the, the dome. Clemson's got a bye week though. They got a bye week before that, so they'll be ready. But don't sleep on the orange. I don't know. I I might be more excited about ACC football than anything. That's chaos, pure and utter chaos. Very interesting now with Clemson the way that they are. It's uh, everyone's opening up, and that that that's a lot cooler. Like the ACC is a lot cooler when when those teams when the Wake Forest and the Syracuses of the world are actually relevant to that conference, that's when the ACC can actually be like interesting. So I agree with you there. Uh, we'll move on to another powerhouse of a, of a team that struck, uh, took a bad loss to Oregon early in the year. I'm talking about Ohio state. Uh, it seems like their offense has kind of got them back on track, but uh, still it's uh, things are kind of up in the air for Ohio state for a variety of reasons this week, but we'll talk about, we'll, we'll focus on Ohio state and the football team in the program right now. Uh, do you guys think that they are back on track or do you think there's still things that people in Columbus need to be worried about? Uh, regarding the the Buckeyes football team, we'll, we'll start with Dylan uh, on this one. What do you think about Ohio State? I think Ohio State's in a much better position than Clemson um, because <laughs> they they've got guys in that room that they know can play no matter like Clemson's going with DJ. It seems like DJ's the man. Whereas Ohio State, if things start to go wrong with CJ Stroud, which I don't think they will, I think CJ's they're riding with him. But you got Quinn Ewers there. Quinn Ewers, I mean, he, he looks pretty fun. Uh, if they want to throw him out there, I would not be against it. I mean, you've got one of the best wide receivers in the country, Chris Olave. I It's Ohio State. I think I, I would feel a lot better about being a Buckeye than a Tiger right now. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and that's with a much better Big Ten than ACC. But, um, yeah, I think things a lot better in Columbus than Clemson, South Carolina. Yep, good points there. I'll throw it to Colby. What do you think about the the Buckeyes at this point in the season? Um, I think they're improving, but something I'm going to say probably a thousand times on this podcast or this is podcast, correct? Oh, just yeah, it's a podcast special, whatever you want to call it. Didn't want to mess it up. Um, the number one thing with succeeding in college football is beating ranked teams. You don't beat ranked teams, you're not good because ranked teams come out on top. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to not this week, next week when Ohio state plays Penn state, let's see how legit Ohio state really has become since their loss since Oregon. You really, you really can't tell you. You can't tell how good a team is until they play a ranked team and beat say a top 10 team, top 15 team. You don't really know. You can't tell. 
And then, you know, the AP poll is they don't know how to rank. So like, how really good are they? It, it just goes on and on. It's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a bunch of cluster, but go Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're a tough team to put your, your finger on too, because that offense is built to, 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 to just destroy those inferior teams like that. So, um, you know, tough, tough to, uh, I see what you're saying. They're tough to put your finger on Steve. Yeah. What do you think about the Ohio state Buckeyes so far? Uh, whether do you think they're back on track or you think uh, still got some work to do? Um, I would definitely say that Ohio State is a little bit of a work in progress, but due to the difficulty of their remaining schedule, I think they are in a great position to score those resume-building statement wins. Like I said, the Big Ten, that division with Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State is going to be insane, and they're going to beat each other up. However that is a benefit for either of those four teams because, you know, you're having opportunities for statement wins week after week after week, you know, at least, you know, in Ohio State's case, three more opportunities to come up with big-time ranked statement wins. And that doesn't even include should they make it to the Big Ten title game. So that's four big opportunities to come out ahead, you know, if they're trying to get – you know, a sneaky route to the playoffs. And of course, you know, we talked about their offense. They have the most points for, I do believe, in the entire Big Ten just overall, you know. So they are meant to score and score a lot. And, you know, they have a tough schedule coming up. But if they could take advantage of it, they can win that division. Oh, they're in prime position to definitely, like I said, play in the Big Ten title game and even make a statement as a one-loss team to get into the college football playoffs. Even with that loss to Oregon, you know, it was that early season hiccup, you know, and maybe Oregon's on the decline a little bit, but it's not a terrible loss. So definitely, you know, one loss, Ohio State, you're in good shape. Two, three losses, then I would be worrying. So for right now, you know, Ohio State is still a little bit of a work in progress, but they have plenty of opportunities to say, hey, we're for real or no, we're not quite as good as people say that we are. Yeah. Uh, as a Michigan fan, I'm hoping they take some losses early in the season and somehow they find a way to be like two or three losses by the time we face them because there's still one loss Ohio State by the end of the year. Uh, I don't want to know how that game is going to end up uh, because it's not, not going to be pretty. Uh, for for as a Michigan fan uh we'll move on uh talking about the playoff a few times uh, already uh and two teams in the SEC really making their making their case to be in the playoff regardless of how uh that SEC conference plays out that conference championship plays out uh my question is do you guys think we could see two teams in the SEC from the SEC making the playoff this year uh specifically someone like Georgia and Alabama could be maybe Alabama Kentucky uh, at the, at this rate as well but could you see two SEC teams in the playoff this year and if they were to play this week who would you like in a game between Alabama and Georgia I'll throw it to Steve to start this one uh what do you think about two SEC teams in the playoff and if Bama and Georgia were to play right now, who would you who would you like in that game? On on the one hand, I'm not really a huge fan of like two teams from the same conference 
playing in the college football playoffs. You know, especially if both Alabama and Georgia make it to the SEC championship. Okay, so what was the point of playing the SEC championship? You know, you hand out a trophy and that's it. If they're just going to play again the next week, you know, in the college football playoffs. So, and then you really have people complaining like, oh, why is it your conference gets two teams? Why are you guys so special that you're getting two teams in and, you know, we're not getting any? Or, you know, why can't, you know, the Big Ten have two teams? You know, we're talking about a bunch of really good teams that could make a statement, you know, from the Big Ten as to, you know, why don't we get two teams in? You know, things like that. So, you know, it's definitely a possibility, especially if, you know, the ACC champion has three losses or the Pac-12 champion has a couple losses. And if, you know, Georgia's only losses to Bama or Bama's only losses to Georgia, vice versa, you could definitely make a statement to put both of them in. Or again, maybe depending on how people feel about Cincinnati, you know, did they do enough on their resume, even if they're undefeated, to jump a one-loss Alabama or a one-loss Georgia potentially? So, you know, definitely not the biggest fan of, you know, kind of from an, it's a little more fun to see the out-of-conference matchups, especially for the playoffs. But I do understand it's like, hey, one and two, definitively two of the best teams in the country. Why not be deserving? You want the best four in you could definitely say that these two would definitely be deserving with, you know, very little opposition to that. Um, And then as far as if they were to play today, I think it would be really close. I mean, you have Alabama's offense is high powered, but then you have a very, very good Georgia defense. So it's definitely one unstoppable force is going to meet another unstoppable force. But in the end, I think Georgia maybe doesn't quite have the experience of the big games that Alabama do, you know, year in, year out, they're playing for the SEC championship. They're playing, you know, Iron Bowl rivalries that are always tight. They're playing for national champions year in and year out. And I just definitely think that that Alabama big game experience is going to push them over the very good, very good Georgia team. And yeah, I'm going Crimson Tide if they played this week, offense over the uh, the defense. All right, good stuff there. And like all those points, uh, throw it to Colby. Uh, what do you think the odds are that we see two SEC teams in the playoff again this year? And what would who would you like in a game between Bama and Georgia if they were going to play this week? It'll be 100% that we see two teams in the playoffs because, like we said, uh, Georgia's the best team. Georgia and Alabama are the best teams in the country. They've proven it thus far in the first five weeks of the season. I like, like Steve said, if, say, Bama beats or Georgia beats, like, it sucks having to see them. Yes, it does, because, like, everyone loves seeing a new face. Who doesn't? I love a new face. But you have to put them in. Like, like then the play, then what's the point of doing the playoffs? You're not going to put the best teams in. It's, it's tough. This is why people want us to do an eight to 16 team playoff bracket, but I don't think it would be worth it, but I get it. There could be upsets, blah, blah, blah. I just, it, the, the difference between one and two, the last few years, or the difference between one and four, the last few years is there's a, there's a big chunk of, there's no, there hasn't been a upset that I recall outside of 
Ohio State being four and they come and win it all. It was that 2015, 2016. Other than that, the four and three seed never have a chance. Like we saw when LSU was good. Oklahoma got embarrassed by like 40 points. Embarrassed. As for Georgia playing Alabama, this if they played this week, I got Georgia. I'm sorry, Steve. I disagree thousand percent defense win championships it's so corny but it's so damn true georgia has only allowed four points per game four and they've only allowed 177 yards per game that is nothing that is literally nothing i just i think this is the best defense in the league or the league the country alabama's defense isn't even top 10 in these these rankings or these stats that i just threw up they're not even top 10 you got to be – it's Alabama. I feel like you've got to be somewhere in top 10. I don't know where they're at outside of top 10. But Georgia's defense is so legit, it hurts. But I like watching it. <laughs> yeah, I love all those points too. Uh, yeah, it's tough to see the SEC getting held out uh, of two teams unless one of those teams suffers a bad loss that we're, that we're just not seeing at this point. But uh, Dylan, we'll throw it to our resident SEC fan. Uh, Dylan, what do you think about the the SEC's chances of getting two teams this year? And if you had to see, if you had to pick between Bama and Georgia playing this week, who, who would you pick? Um, I think a thousand percent we're going to see two SEC teams, unless something unfathomable happens. And I don't know, like say like Tennessee beats both Georgia and Alabama. That happens, yeah, we won't see two SEC teams making it to the college football playoff. But everything goes as planned. Georgia runs the table. Alabama runs the table. They're sitting there at 12 and 0 or whatever it is. Yeah. 12 and 0 after the season, they're playing in Atlanta on December 5th or whatever it is. It seems like December 5th is a nice SEC championship date. Um, then yeah, they're going to the, they're both going to the playoff and they'll be there with like Penn state and Cincinnati. I don't know. That's a cool field. Um, but if they played to Saturday uh, or today or whatever, they played at midnight tonight. Um, I think Georgia wins. I what Colby said, defense wins championships, offense wins games, sure. Uh I think it'd be very tight though. Um, because Georgia has not faced a quarterback like Bryce Young. Uh, and that's the X factor. Bryce Young's really, really good. Uh that I, I'd be very interested and in, hopefully everything plays out right and Kentucky doesn't play spoiler. We'll get to see Bryce Young against that Georgia defense, and that will be a buttload of fun. Uh, but that's for another day. And I, I'd go with Georgia right now, but Hard to pick against Alabama. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that that matchup right now. If I had to pick right now, I think I'd take Bama. But, uh, you know, it's, we're splitting hairs at this point. There's no doubt that those are the two best teams in the country right now. Um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping one of them just takes a loss just because I don't want to see two SEC teams in it. But I think, like you guys said, we're, we're, we're destined for that right now unless something big happens. Uh, we'll throw it to the big game of this week. There is a top four matchup going on this week. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys about both of those teams. What do you guys think about Penn State? What do you guys think about Iowa? And what do you guys think about the game this week? Uh, I'll throw it to Colby. What do you think about those two teams and, and what's going to happen uh, at, at Kinnick Stadium this weekend? Yeah, I I got mixed feelings about it, but I feel very strongly that Penn State's going to come out on top only because of their win over Auburn. Sure, you can be like, it's, just, it's the easy way to say it because they beat an SEC team. Well, that's exactly my point of this, this argument is because they beat an uh, SEC team. Iowa hasn't really played anyone good. They haven't. I'm not saying they're not a bad team. 
but I don't think they should be two point favorites in this game on Saturday. I, I think Penn state, you know, this isn't a gambling podcast, but if I were a gambling man, I would say Penn state would be the best pick. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how good Iowa is. I think Penn state's the superior team here, but I would love to see Iowa show that they sh- should be the favorites in this game. But my gut really says Nittany Lion. All right, good stuff there. Uh, throw it to Dylan. What do you think about this game this weekend? What do you think about these teams? So I like Penn State a lot. I, I think Penn State's good. But uh, that Iowa defense, like we talked about Georgia's defense, Iowa's defense is also crazy good. And nothing against Sean Clifford. I think he does a really good job for Penn State. And he does what's asked of him. And, he, and they're winning games. They're going to win a whole lot of them this year. I don't think he goes in uh, to that rowdy stadium on Saturday night and plays well. I don't think there's any way that Iowa defense allows it. They have made what like Tua's little brother went in there last Friday and he had one interception on the season. He now has six. That's tough. I mean, the, I, that's, that's tough. They made him look very pedestrian. Uh, Sean Clifford can't do that. He He's going to have to take care of the ball, which he's done this year so far. Uh, but that, it's going to come down to that. It's the Penn State offense against the Iowa defense, and I think you got to give the advantage to that Iowa defense. Uh, if Iowa can score, like, 14 points, I think they're going to be sitting pretty, and I think they very well could. Uh, so, yeah, going to go with Iowa in a big, big early of midseason victory. That's I guess we're in the midseason. Um, but, yeah, Iowa getting a big home win on Saturday night. Yeah, right, right around the midway point of the season, about yeah, right about week six, maybe a couple of weeks later. Uh, Steve, what are you thinking about the Iowa game, Iowa versus Penn State game uh, coming up this weekend? What's your thoughts on the game? Well, I'm definitely saying that this is a win that Iowa really, really needs if they want to prove that they are legit and they can kind of come out of that pile. Because like sometimes Iowa's good, sometimes they're not but they're definitely not a school that you think of right off the bat. Like you do like a Michigan and Ohio state and even a Penn state when you think of big 10 and big 10 champion. So if they don't want to become an anomaly, I think they really need to win this football game. And then if they do beat Penn state, you know, that's another good win to add to their resume. That's their third ranked win of the season. I do believe because they beat Indiana when they were ranked. And they beat Iowa State. So two really good wins. And, you know, Penn State would add a third. And then Iowa's schedule is very, very, very forgiving after this. So there's a very good chance that they can run the table, win their division, and go into the Big Ten Championship undefeated should they be able to get over Penn State. Penn State, on the other hand, definitely a much more difficult schedule. However, higher risk, higher reward. You know, they come out with a couple wins against Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan. You know, even if maybe they do fall in this game, you know, there's a very good chance that these two teams may meet again come December, January. And if they can, you know, come in on a hot streak, having beaten some of those bigger name teams, maybe Penn State will get the revenge over Iowa. So I definitely think, there's a very good chance that this is Penn State versus Iowa part one of potentially two. Um, and I definitely do think Iowa's defense 
is really going to play a part in this game. Um, however, I think I'm just going to pick, you know, the underdog here. I'm going to go Penn State, and I think it'll be kind of that kickstart win that could potentially lead the Nittany Lions to a Big Ten championship and a spot in the college football playoffs. But I definitely think this game is definitely one of those ones you circle on your calendar and say, you know, the winner of this one absolutely, you know, made a statement, built up their resume. And, you know, maybe in a way it could be a de facto elimination game. You know, as I said, Penn State loses this one to Iowa. They lose to Ohio State or Michigan. Michigan State, it's, you know, now squirrely for the Nittany Lions chances as opposed to, you know, they were looking real sharp. So winner of this one definitely controls their own destiny. And, you know, hopefully it's the blue and white of Penn State knocking off Iowa on the road on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, the winner of this game definitely controls their destiny for the Big Ten title game. Uh, I just think it's too hard to win against Iowa on the road at night. I think that winning at Kinnick Stadium is just uh, – Michigan's gone through it. Ohio State's gone through it. Penn State has gone through it multiple times. I think winning on the road at Kinnick at night is just one of those things – in college football, you just can't uh, – there's very few teams that I would bet on to do it, and it's not going to be a James Franklin-led team for me. So I'm going to go with Iowa in that one. Uh, we'll wrap up with a, a couple more just broad questions on the season. I want to know who you guys are your favorites for each of the Power Five conferences, uh, maybe your early Heisman favorites. It's kind of a, a wide-open field uh, for the Heisman Trophy right now. Uh, and then if you had to pick a top four today, who would your top four be? I'll start with Dylan with this one. Uh, who are your favorites in the power five Heisman favorites and your top four as of today? So SEC, let's go Georgia. Um, I picked Georgia preseason to win the SEC stick with them. They look awfully good. Um, it'll be them or Alabama, uh, or Kentucky, who knows, uh, <laughs> pretty open field. Uh, for the Big Ten, uh, just picked Iowa. I, I Why not ride with them, I guess, because uh, they're going to have that big win. Uh, they'll have to ride it out, which <laughs> they very well might not. But, I, I mean, they might be the team this year. Who knows? I, I think that's the great thing about college football is you never know what might happen. And Iowa winning the Big Ten, I don't think anyone outside of that small state in middle America saw that happening. Um, the ACC, whew, I – I guess, I guess, let's go. I'm not picking Clemson. Wake Forest. Let's go Wake Forest. The the Demon Deacons, a storybook season. They're, they're probably going to drop a game, but that's okay. The Wake Forest has a storybook season. That that We'd have conference champions of Georgia, Wake Forest, Iowa, and then pull into the Big 12. Um, it's going to be Oklahoma or Texas, I think. And – Oklahoma probably gets the win over Texas this weekend, and Oklahoma will probably get another Big 12 championship. Uh, and then out West, who knows in the Pac-12? That, I don't know. I thought USC was going to be good this year. They're not. Um, Oregon is riddled with injuries, but they, they might be the most complete team out there. I, I don't know. Um, that, that one's a big question mark for me. If I had to pick one, <sighs> I guess Oregon, but whoever wins that's going to have like two losses, maybe three. It, that's that's a weird conference, but, but you got to love it. Uh, 
And then Heisman, I think it's Bryce Young and everyone else. I I, I think it's I think it's Bryce Young and everyone else. Uh, Spencer Rattler was supposed to be the man, and he hasn't shown it. He could show out this uh, this weekend against Texas. That that would be a statement. Um, Desmond Ritter uh, had a lot of early hype, and he very well. Who knows? I don't think he's going to do anything to beat out Bryce Young. Uh, I I think it I it's Bryce and everybody else, and then a top four. Bama, Georgia. I guess Iowa, since I have them beating Penn State, uh, and then Cincinnati. So two SEC, and then the Big Ten champion Iowa Hawkeyes, who I've hitched my uh, trailer to, I guess, and uh, Cincinnati. A group of five finally gets in. All right, love all of those picks there. I uh, can't complain about much of anything there at all. We'll throw it to throw it to Colby for his picks then right here so we got power five favorites heisman favorites and your top four as of today all right so let's see if i can try not to sound like mr holt um so big 10 obviously i said penn state i have to roll with that it's either that or ohio or iowa i mean sorry um georgia sec come on come on let's let's not play around let's not play around obviously i i was rooting for him to say wake forest I wrote down Wake Forest earlier. Let's go Wake Forest. Wake Forest wins out the ACC conference, and I buy a Wake Forest jersey because they did it. Uh, <clears throat> Big 12, as an Oklahoma fan, I'm not even picking them. Not even. Shockingly, I have Texas winning it. The Red River rivalry is going to go home to Texas this weekend. There are three and a half dogs this weekend, and I think that's ludicrous. I, like I said, Oklahoma is so overrated that I hate seeing them in the top 10. It's, and I'm a fan of the team. I don't like that because I'm a college football purist. I'm a purist. Do it the right way, AP. Associated Press. As for, or did I get everything in? Uh, Pac, Pac, Pac 12, Oregon. Who, who, who else is going to take down Oregon? Utah, maybe, or Utah State, maybe, the Utes. Um, Heisman Trophy. It's going to Bryce Young no matter what happens this year. If Alabama loses a game, it's going to Bryce Young. If Alabama loses two games this year, maybe not Bryce Young, but it's so biased. The Heisman Trophy literally just goes to, oh, you're on the best team and you succeeded pretty well. Hey, here you go. Just like Just like the MVP in any sports league, it never goes to – the real uh, most valuable player, it goes to the guy who had the best season and won enough games. We know that. So, you, Mr. Holt, you got something to say? <laughs> yeah, like, Jokic wasn't on the best team last year. They had the best record! No, they didn't. Or, the Jazz did. Oh, I got them mixed up for a second. Yeah. Who else? And then baseball. Stuff? I don't know. Embiid, but... <laughs> Baseball, I mean, like Bryce Harper might Baseball's be. Baseball's the only one that it goes to the right person. That well, yeah, baseball gets it right, but we're talking football. Lamar yeah, Jackson talking- also won the Heisman. Yeah, that that actually is a good argument against what I just said. That's a good and RG three. That man's the goat. Leave him alone. I agree. Um, you gotta be. You gotta be real special. Those are those are two different. You gotta types. be special if if you're not if you're not in a good team like like this year. Obviously, it's gonna be. Good. Alabama quarterback because of how good Alabama's is and how good Bryce Young is. 
But if you're not in a power, like a top 10 team, you got to be balling. You got to be balling. And still, you might not get it. You It's how it is. You still might not get it. But you got to be balling out. And I don't think there's anybody else balling out in college football right now that makes you go, wow, he's better than Bryce Young. After week one, I was sold on Bryce Young winning the Heisman. Sold. And then I, they beat Ole Miss. I don't care about that dude anymore at Ole Miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That Corral kid. Yeah. <laughs> he got, he got, he got porked. He got beat, beat pretty good by Alabama. Uh, Steve. So we got power five favorites, Heisman favorites in your top four as of right now. Uh, what do you got? What are you looking at for those? Well, let's start with the, I guess the ACC first and the team I'm going to pick for the ACC. I'm actually going to go NC State Wolfpack. Um, they beat Clemson head-to-head, and I do believe they have a matchup with the Demon Deacons. Um, and I'm going to pick NC State to beat, you know, Wake Forest. I'm not buying that hype train. Um, and then, like I said, in the Coastal, Pitt's sitting at the top right now. And as much as I love Pitt, I just feel like Pitt's going to pit. And they're going to fall, and they are absolutely not going to be in the conversation. Like I said, give it a couple weeks. They will be no longer in Coastal Division contention. So definitely feeling NC State uh, out of the ACC. In the Big 12, yeah, Oklahoma does have the top position, but I'm not buying them. Um, They haven't beat anybody yet. Uh, they do have Texas, you know, as a potential for, you know, a big win and a resume builder. But like I said, right now, I'm not buying into the Sooners. And, I, you know, the next team in the standings undefeated still Oklahoma State. But their offense is kind of worrying me a little bit, especially in their points scored. Their points for is the second worst total in the entire Big 12. And it's only ahead of the Kansas Jayhawks, which very well may be one of the worst, you know, football teams around. So that is definitely kind of a worrying sign if you're an Oklahoma uh, State Cowboys fan. Uh, So I'm thinking in the Big 12, probably Texas as well. Um, In the Big 10, I'm definitely thinking the winner of the Penn State-Iowa game really does control their own destiny there and, you know, sticking with Penn State to win it. I'm going Penn State as my favorite in the Big Ten. And then finally, in the kind of dumpster fire that is the Pac-12, um, I really think it is hard to go against Oregon. But again, they might be a two or three loss Pac-12 champion and probably the one of the first, if not the first, uh, Power Five team out of it, uh, especially if they do do the Alabama-Georgia both SEC teams getting in. So really not too much to expect out of, you know, a potential Pac-12 champion there. Um, And then on, you know, the Heisman watch, I'm going to agree pretty much young, you know, hard to beat, you know, Alabama is such a powerful offense. They're winning games. He's making a lot of noise. You know, you did talk about Coral a little bit, but again, you get beat by, you know, Alabama head-to-head, that definitely says a lot, and that's definitely dropped his stock. You know, Rattler had a little bit of stock, 
but again, they haven't played anybody, so I don't really think his stock is too high anymore. Um, and then Riddler for what's his name? Cincinnati quarterback um, may have a chance, but again, I feel like a lot of his you know chances are going to be tied to you know same thing with Cincinnati as a team in general. Like, how much do you value those really strong ranked wins? And if Cincinnati doesn't get into the you know top four into the college football playoffs, um, I really don't think he's going to have a chance unless he really you know pops off and has really big games in the next you know six seven games that they have. And maybe I don't I'm not sure if they announced the Heisman before or after the bowl games, but that could be a major thing too. Is depending on how a lot of these players perform in their respective bowl games, that could either, you know, add or detract their chances at the Heisman. Um, and then as for the top four, Alabama, Georgia, you know, easily got to have the top two teams in the country, powerhouse offense, traditional power, Alabama, emerging power, great defense, Georgia. Like I said, they're going to beat each other up, and then we'll see them in another week you know, for the college football playoffs after they play for the probable SEC title. Um, and then, of course, I think Iowa-Penn State winner gets pretty much into the college football playoffs. Um, and again, Penn State, so I'm going to pick Penn State as a top four. And then I think I'm going to go actually with Cincinnati, you know, just for something different, uh, you know, a little bit of flair and probably the people's choice. You know, they want to see something different. They want to see something exciting you know what, let's throw Cincinnati in as kind of an underdog pick and, you know, throw them up against the Big Ten in the SEC and see what they can really do. And, you know, legitimately says, you know, you want to find out if Cincinnati's for real? Give them a chance. I have I have something to add. I have something to add. Go ahead. Forgot to add this. Somebody's stock that could rise this weekend will be during the Oklahoma-Texas game. Someone that we have yet to mention, Mr. Bijan Robinson. He could be one of the Heisman finalists this year. He's top three in rushing the season. He's got uh, 15 touchdowns, both receiving. He's got eight receiving and then seven rushing touchdowns. Eight receiving touchdowns is a lot for running back. Um, I think he's very underrated. I think he's a really good back. He's going to be great on Sundays. He'll be my honorable mention for Heisman Trophy winners. Honorable mention. Since nobody wanted to think outside the box, I did the work. I did the work. Oh, I forgot to get my top four. It's the same as everybody else. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to quickly go through mine. ACC, I still think, uh, you know, I think Clemson's still probably the favorite, even with with two losses and, and an ACC loss already. I still think – Wake Forest or NC State will take a loss at some point and get Clemson back into it. I, I'll, 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 I'll put Wake Forest as my favorites right now, but don't count out Clemson. They could still win the ACC. Uh, in the Big 12, the Big 12 is so tough because I, I like hate all of the teams. Like the, uh, There's something I don't like about everyone. I don't like Oklahoma's offense. I don't think Texas is built uh, to, to last, and I don't think Oklahoma State under my – I can never pick – uh, a, a coach Gundy to coach team to be very good. So out of all of those three, uh, I'll echo you guys and say, Texas, I, I, 
No, I, no, I'm going to stick with Oklahoma. I'm not going to go against Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma wins this week, and I think Oklahoma still wins the Big 12 just because I hate all of the other teams in there. Uh, so Oklahoma, I just hate the least, I think. Uh, we'll go to the, S, to the Big 10. I still think Ohio State will win it, uh, and that's just because they're the most talented team. Uh, and I know it because they've recruited better than basically any team other than not named Alabama in the past six years. Uh, they haven't. They don't have a Big 10 loss yet. I don't think they're going to lose to any of the teams in the Big Ten East. And once they roll through Michigan, once they roll through State, once they roll through Penn State, uh, they're going to be in the top four again, and then they're going to be in the, the college football playoff, and I'm going to hate myself again. Uh, in the Pac-12, uh, you guys all picked Oregon, so I'm going to think outside the box. Arizona State is undefeated. They put a whooping on UCLA last week. I'm going with Arizona State to win the Pac-12 this year uh, in a bit of an upset. And then the SEC – uh, I like Alabama right now. I still think they're the best team in the country. Georgia, uh, just a little bit behind them. Uh, Heisman watch, uh, obviously Bryce Young is the favorite right now. I like Desmond Ritter. Um, I, I still think Spencer Rattler at some point will get it together, but I do think you can keep him out of it for now. We'll see how he does against Texas. I honestly think the best player on that Alabama team is Brian Robinson Jr., their running back, and I think he will get more hype as the season goes along. Um, it's just going to be, can he take enough of the hype away from Bryce Young at this point? I don't think he can, but I do think he's the best player in the country right now. Uh, in terms of, it's just, it's tough. Alabama has all of the best players in the country. You could say John Mechie is the best wide receiver in the country, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't argue with you. Uh, top four, same as everyone, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Cincinnati, and um, where, who am I missing? Big 10. Oh, Iowa. I got Iowa, not Penn State. Iowa at three, and then Cincinnati at four. So, uh, that is all of my questions. Does anyone have anything else they want to add before we get wrapped up here, guys? Go balls. That's actually what I was waiting to hear. I was about to say, hey, can we just mention Tennessee one last time? <laughs> I can sing Rocky Tub. Did you sing it? I could. I mean... I mean, no, nah, we don't need to hear um, that. <laughs> next time. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. This was a great well, job. I had a point if I'm not able to say it as well. Um, I know we talked a lot about, like, the best teams in the country and a lot about the best players in the country. However, there's a very, very interesting matchup happening this weekend on the absolute low, 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 low end of the spectrum. It's the UConn uh, Huskies against the UMass Minutemen. And UConn is the first six-loss team in the country at 0-6, and UMass is 0-5. And pretty much in almost every category, these two teams are ranked either last or near the bottom. So I guess my question to everybody would be, who do we think is going to end the futility and finally get in the win column between UMass and UConn. I don't think I could ever take UConn in a, in a college football game at this point. I, I think they will be an SCS team before they win another FBS uh, football game. So I will take UMass in that one. Uh, Colby and Dylan, you got any thoughts on that? I have other thoughts, but no. <laughs> uh, they They might win another like three college basketball championships before they win a football game. Either one of them. 
<laughs> UMass or UConn. That game could just end in a tie, which can't happen in college football. But it might happen between There'll those be two. There'll be a tornado, I, and it'll have to end in a tie. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going wood. But that, yeah. UConn, like, they didn't want to beat Vanderbilt. I watched that game last week, and they didn't want to win. I That team puzzles me. I don't know. Uh, that, that has to be one of the saddest programs to be a part of right now is, is being a UConn football player right now. Like, you don't even have a conference to compete for, so you're just hoping to make a bowl game, and you're already 0-6. So, like, you have to somehow find a way to win out to make a bowl game to make your season worth anything. That's got to suck. That's got to be a really bad situation to be in right now. Are you guys familiar with Presbyterian? They're like, I am. They're off. Yes. They have that high school coach. Oh yeah. Punt. yeah. They lost by 76 last week. They sure did. They, they played a 76. real division one school. <laughs> Honestly, if that somehow translate into like, Power five schools. Oh, we won't ever leave the couch because it'll be <laughs> touchdown after touchdown. I will be rooting for the kickoff more than I am for the touchdown because it's an onside kick. Can you imagine? Electric. That? It'd be awesome. I could see both Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach like adopting that, and then that would just be what the Egg Bowl is. It's just two teams that never punt to each other and just always are going for it on fourth down, always kicking onside kicks. And that's just oh, that's what the, that's, that's the what the mismatch up you could have said. <laughs> you got a guy I, that'll steal your wife and a guy that'll teach you about pirates. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to write a dissertation about why the the spread offense is a viable system in in twenty twenty one football. <laughs> that was it. No, you got. So I wanted to bring that up before we go. Uh, that was the the you guys talked about the Mike Leach uh, the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The final, you it was you had to, or to get into the class, the prerequisite was you had to write an essay proving why the wishbone was a viable offense to use in in today's college football. Or just look at, just look at army or navy, right? Whoever uses it, navy. Yeah, or you had to like the diagram like a specific battle from like war uh, war in like the eighteen hundreds and and tell why it was a good strategy. There was a, you had two choices, and it was either tell tell why the wishbone works or describe this battle. And that's oh, like give me the wishbone every day of the week. That's just why I love Mike Leach. It's like that's those are the two things that I think of with Mike Leach. It's like weird football offense and old timey war battles and that's just that's who Mike Leach is in, in a in a person. How do you how do you stop the wishbone? You can't. If it's raining, you can't. <laughs> if it's raining it's outside, proven fact. It's it, if there's rain going on on the field, you put all your chips on pretty much navy. Doesn't Georgia Tech still run that? Nope. No, they stopped a couple they years stopped. ago. It, explain to me how Calvin Johnson went to that school, and they ran the wishbone, and he becomes the greatest wide receiver ever. Demarius Thomas. Alan Johnson, Demarius Thomas, too, yeah. They, they had they had, went through like three or four years where they had some of the best wide receivers coming out of Georgia Tech, and, and it makes no sense how they even like got them to look twice at a, at a It place didn't rain those days, I'll tell you that. It didn't rain when, <laughs> when they showed out their stuff. Sunny. Wild stuff. 
All right. That's where we're going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Colby. Thank you, Dylan, for joining us, giving you your takes. Uh, We'll be hopefully doing another one of these in a couple of weeks. We'll get uh, our buddy Fawad in here as well. Uh, But thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for all the listeners for tuning in. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Big weekend of college football this weekend. Iowa, Penn State, uh, Georgia, Auburn, Kentucky, uh, getting the getting their first game as a ranked team. Uh, Red River rivalry, Texas Oklahoma. Almost forgot. Uh, yep. Tennessee South Carolina. Yep. Michigan goes on the road to play Nebraska. A lot of fun stuff going on. Uh, we will catch you here next week, uh, and hopefully we will get back to you with another one of these pretty soon. So uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening in, and uh, we'll we'll see you guys soon.